Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamper <laughs> from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <laughs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review SmackDown, but also the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a really good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight and the go-home show ahead of Crown Jewel tomorrow. What a strange week in professional wrestling where we can be sat down here in our studio to talk about... A, it was definitely taped after last week's, wasn't it? Yeah. Right, a pre-taped SmackDown... On the week of a WWE Saudi show, where this is the go-home show, no less, uh-huh. amidst a bit of news that Fox have kind of come out and said, you know what, SmackDown didn't really deliver what we wanted, that's why we weren't willing to fight for it in the TV, like sort of yeah. sweeps and all that. All of that, and yet this wrestling podcast feels like the breath of fresh air. Mm. It is a strange week in your business <laughs> for this to sort of feel like, ah, another breezy trip to Disney World. Like... <laughs> You know, there's that video I've used in the office, at least, the video of um, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. Now, it's great. Obviously, they're tremendous performers. They perform as the New Day, and we love them for it. But they were at a house show working uh, Damien Priest and Finn Balor. And it was weird because they were pretending that uh, it was as if all of a sudden, they're in a f***ing judgment day. But they were, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they were their opponents, Basically. but they were vibing the uh, theme song, which we've just sung for people there, uh-huh. uh, by Alter Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I having... But like they were just having a whale of a time. Like Fans were pissing themselves laughing at it. It was like WWE officials on the floor, whoever. The cameraman obviously filming just for... Generic B-roll thought I'm getting close on this because it's a really good shot of it. Xavier Woods afterwards, oh, knackered me. Uh, Kofi Kingston's twerking and humping the ropes. It just looked so fun. It just looked like a nice time. If yeah. I was there in person, that would be my biggest takeaway memory from a great evening. Um, and I things feel like they're rolling in WWE where, like, I'm, I'm not, like, we've got a Crown Jewel preview dropping. It's out now. It's, right, it's, so you can listen to that right now. 
uh, on our audio and YouTube feeds. Is it everywhere? It'll be everywhere uh, before yeah. the show. You'll have a chance. And we talk at length about that show. I got a lot of mixed feelings about the uh, the event, obviously. And I put Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, if you take away from that and you think, right, well, let's get through another one of these weird events and just continue on with the paths that all these wrestlers Yeah, just, just Daniel Beddingfield it. That's right. We've... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we. Uh, I'm not even going to explain that one. I'm going to let that one linger because we tend to bring pop culture references in this yeah. preview, and people appreciate that. I think we've uh, we've defined our own special listenership here on Friday morning <laughs> slash afternoon slash evenings, and uh, I welcome them. He's not going to be on top of the pops on my rewatch for like another two years. Oh yeah, I got a bit of a weight on. Um, I don't want to run away, but yeah. I can't take it. I don't understand. Is what AEW fans are saying about the coverage of Dynamite at the moment. But none of that is here because it does just feel overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Um, we will get through Crown Jewel, like kind of duck and covering our way through it. Mm. And then you're on to Survivor Series where it feels like a War Games match has been bubbling under for weeks at this point. Mm. You've got, on SmackDown at least, a sense that maybe the women's division is finally at long last showing signs of life after it being, honestly, like Triple H's biggest creative failure thus far. Mm-hmm. And a world title scene that could exist yet again without its champion. We hear rumours that Roman might just be taking the rest of the year off after Saturday. And yet, the top of the card feels so incredibly alive. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it still feels weird. As much as I've enjoyed WWE, and I feel like I've gotten a bat for it in 2023, and I feel like I don't think it's in question that I think like Triple H is the best like booker in North America in 2023. Mm. I know you have a reasonable contender. HBK. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's been WWE's year, and it feels like that. But I, for a pre-taped SmackDown, for a Blood Money week, for this, for that, for this, for that, for this, for that, it's just like, somehow, yeah. WWE is a good vibes company right now. Yeah, and they've got that, there's a huge match going on at this weekend, a real uh, David versus Goliath, you know, an underdog story. I think many people just assume the obvious result's going to happen, but, you know, Chesterfield versus Pompey. Sunday afternoon <laughs> on ITV is going to be a, a very popular match. So. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Also, massive shout-out, by the way, to Lee Pickering, the commercial director of Lean Gate Valves, who sponsored Chesterfield, who sent me a lovely email the other week. Yeah, well, I love this. Uh, we might talk about SmackDown in half an hour when we've got our usual <laughs> bollocks out of the way. But like, I love that I just saw that on your Chesterfield shirt last week, mm-hmm. and Lee was listening and thought, Oh, my God. They just named our company. Like, I love that they listen. I don't know if there was any sort of link, and this was some sort of very, very clever marketing between you and Lee that you did ahead of time. I'm like, I'm going to start wearing my uh, <laughs> Chesterfield top on Fridays, and Hamlet gets very easily distracted when he's excited about the Fed. I think you'll get a free plug out of this. <laughs> there are companies, and we're grateful for them, Christ, like Heinz, that pay money so that you listen to adverts before mm-hmm. you listen to this podcast, and Leangate Valves, now two weeks on the spin, have got some free promotion. Look, if you need valves... And you live in the Chesterfield area, get yourself the Lean Gate Vals. I didn't say that for money. No. I said that with passion. Yeah, and it's, it's a bold suggestion. Almost as bold as the bold say. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. They haven't paid us. Speaking of which, speaking of lines that you want to save up and you want to make count, uh, got a pretty big catchphrase for SmackDown dropping at the oh, end. Oh, you podcast. teased this, yeah. yeah. Uh, stay tuned, listeners. Stay tuned, fans. Jesus. Look forward to that one later. What we got on the show? Um, well, it, it, there's, a pro- it when you hear it. there's a promo from LA Knight. Uh, the, the, the video from WWE says, can Roman Reigns silence LA Knight? I don't know if Roman's going to make an appearance here, but 
but I do feel like Jim Uso, the goat of SmackDown, might, <laughs> might show up mid-LA Night promo so he can get torn another one. Mm. Well, Roman was in the building, at least. Yes. So they could get their use out of him, I suppose. I don't know. The problem for me here is, can they top... Can they top... Rhetorical question, can they top last week? Has an answer. No. No. Like, that contract signing was superb last week, and the... Can they top last week? Nah, nah! <laughs> the physical interaction was inch perfect. I don't think you need that turnabout is fair play thing. I don't think Roman Reigns needs to get the advantage back going no. into Crown Jewel. I don't really want to even see that. I could see them... What if... Right, so I think it is going to be a face-to-face. But what if they put Roman on the screen, and then halfway through he gets bored, and he just makes Jimmy Uso do the rest, and then Jimmy's speaking very seriously for a while, and he's saying like, "At Crown Jewel, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that." And if you think da 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 da, and then like all of a sudden he just starts going off in this wild direction, and you just hear like Roman or Paul say, "What the hell are you doing? Just read what's on the card," and it reveals that Roman Reigns had had cue cards made because he realised. LA Knight's got his number on the microphone. Oh. And he can't do a promo duel with him or something like that. And Jimmy's, you bloody ruined it again, Jimmy. And then he drips and falls and you see him, and his bum falls out. <laughs> yeah, I think... Jimmy, I, you saw the shock master of SmackDown. They've done the hard work here. When yeah. he hits a BFT on Saturday, I'm going to think, oh my God, it's Tapping. not Cody's story. Yeah. It is still, in my opinion. I still don't think he's going to win. And I think there's going to be some shenanigans involving the bloodline, of course. But, yeah, I just have, maybe on this show you focus more on, I don't know, Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio, or Bianca Belair and EO Sky, for example. I was brought to mind of uh, a situation which I was I was against back in 2012. Uh, John Cena had gone down injured, and Ryback was propelled into the main event scene for a Hell in a Cell match against CM Punk, which you'll remember ended when Brad Maddox yep. was a dodgy ref, fast-counted Ryback and all of that. And the, that pay-per-view did really well in the old metrics of buy rates for WWE because there was this sense of, well, what are they going to do here? Like, Punk's got this, at that point, like 300, near 400-day run. They've half-built the match against The Rock, so they, they feel committed to The Rock at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. But Ryback's hot. Ryback's really hot. And if you beat him here, what if you never get that back? Spoiler, they didn't. No. Like, what if you never get this back? Like, I know he's coming as an injury replacement, but... Sometimes a guy's so hot that you've just got to go with it. I'm not worried no. that that's the case with LA Knight, but it is a similar situation, I think. I do I do have my concerns about how you sustain LA Knight's heat when, what's he been calling it, is Kavorkas, mm-hmm. when uh, all of this is said and done. I don't know how, I don't know how LA Knight feels at such a profound level here, and it will be through cheating. It will be through Jimmy or Solo or something. You know, Roman's not beating him clean as a sheet. I love your booking of Jimmy helps him win. I know it's shenanigans, but the fallout from this of Jimmy having to be acknowledged by Roman Reigns is... Well, it's just the thing about... And I said this about Sami Zayn at the time. The thing about a clown figure bouncing off Roman Reigns is that every now and then they have to like really validate their position Mm. in his bloodline, in his family, in his... In his presence, they need to validate themselves. Otherwise, you're watching going, why is he putting up with this? And right now, uh, because of SummerSlam, Jimmy Uso is basically running down the free shots he's got with Roman. Roman's thought, I've got to let him have this. I've got to let him have this. I've got, And now he's kind of out. Jimmy Uso's ran out of lives. Mm. Uh, he keeps screwing up. 
He's a total clown. Like we just lauded last week's uh, like mid-sentence switch. <laughs> uh, I am cleared. I can do something. Oh, about I'm on this. the injured reserve list. What? I'm off the injured reserve list. I said. <laughs> um, I like the idea as well of you know with the whole. I'm the quarterback. This is the play we're running. Da, da, mm. da, 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 da. It, there's a near fall in him miscommunication with Roman because he's not listening to this QB. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I think he's going to run a different play, and that's even going to vindicate Jimmy. Like, I, I told you, Tribal Chief, I've been just running some different plays, and that's how he retains mm. and all the rest of it. But I do worry a little bit about LA Knight after this, so I hope that this SmackDown, I kind of like, if you can win one of these verbal battles, if you can get the last word, I hope LA Knight gets it. Yeah. Because I do have my concerns after this that he does kind of find himself getting rybacked, and you kind of, you only ever then see him at that yeah. underneath level. And a character can't talk with such confidence and then hit a glass ceiling. It's very mm. difficult, very difficult. Sticking with the bloodline, obviously, uh, it's facing John Cena tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're getting a Sokoa and Heyman promo on tonight's show as well. I don't know how much of this, by the way, I'm spoiling because I've, I've just read a preview. I did some, did some, I did my work, I did my research. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know whether you meant to know about a lot of this or not. Oh, yeah, because it's... But I'm not, not going to spoil any results or anything. I've not seen any reporting of it. Like I don't think saying there's going to be a promo from Paul Heyman about the John Cena match really gives too much away. No, I, I would have Solo kick his ass tonight. I think, like, this is I where... Have, I wouldn't have John on the show. Really? Wouldn't have him on the show. He got Simone spiked last week. Mm-hmm. He said, if he hits you with that, you're not going to have a voice. Well, I would have him... Have get- him lord it over, and then that John gets the win back on Saturday. You think he's going to win? I like the idea of Roman suddenly realizing, suddenly, suddenly thinking, despite all evidence to the contrary, um, this, should I get rid of Solo out of mm. this group and keep Jimmy? Yeah, no, I do like that. And I then you like could that. have the the you know the Rumble match could be could be uh, Solo and Roman. Yeah, I don't know if I want that exactly, but or he puts Solo in the Rumble to protect yeah. his title match at WrestleMania, and then Cody eliminates Solo or something. And Roman's like, again, you fucked up again. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'd have Solo beat up John Cena again tonight. I I, <laughs> I don't love this match, uh, but I really like the booking. Like, I've, I've on the crown, a bit of a spoiler for the Crown Jewel preview, but I basically told people that I've seen a lot of like, oh man, it's just like, there's such lore in LTST because of Cena's classic with Umaga. There's not. <laughs> like, it's just a different different human being. Mm. Like, I think this match uh, can be all right, but I don't think it can be anywhere near on the level of their Rumble 07 classic. Uh, but I can't quite call it. To the point where I can't remember who I said on the preview because I've changed no. my mind so much about the winner. There are such good arguments for both to win. And I do love this little story of Cena not being able to get that singles victory. I would have him look, on television at least, completely out of his depth. He got beaten up last week. Have it happen again. I've seen her going in full of doubt, full of worry that he can't really do yeah. it anymore. You know, he's already got enough that he hasn't won this singles match. If he's walking down the aisle being very John Cenery about it and like, everything's cool, everything's fine. And then he gets in there and as soon as they lock up, Solo just shoves him down to the canvas. You know, like, I am... I'm out of my depth. What about, I'm saying a bit, I don't think you've even advertised there's a promo here. Mm. What about on the show, it's all pre-recorded, so I'm just completely guessing here. Okay. They go, uh, on the show, despite everything I've said, <laughs> no Paul Heyman promo advertised, no mm-hmm. Solo Sakura thing advertised. John Cena's going to cut a promo though. John Cena's final address ahead of Crown Jewel. Big entrance. He does a, and my towel, do it to a kid. Time to go to work. Runs down to the ring, gets f***ing trucked by Solo before oh, he yeah. gets in the ring. 
Yes. Just, uh, the Samoa Joe with Seth Rollins. Yeah, the camera's behind John Cena. Don't smash his knee in. No, no. The camera's behind him, so you don't. You can't even see him. And Solo's there in his trademark sneak attack hoodie. Ah! Yeah, great. Love it. Tick, 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 tick. Done. Um, speaking of uh, Crown Jewel law, though, mm-hmm. tonight on SmackDown, ahead of uh, Bel Air looking for revenge against EO Sky for the world title, it is a rerun. It's not the last woman standing, but it's a rerun of... Last year's match from Crown Jewel between Bianca Belair and Bailey. Ah, yeah. Uh, reasonable to say that these had uh, mixed fortunes in the ring together mm. over their various fuads. Because we were talking about that yesterday, weren't we? The, yeah. the last woman standing match. The last woman standing match was great. Some of the other stuff wasn't. I really enjoyed the um, Thunderdome Hell in a Cell match they had. Remember that? Ah. Really liked that one. The build was infamously awful. <laughs> um, but the, I miss the Thunderdome, man. You can put ba- ba- Bailey's face on the screens. 3,000 Baileys. I mean, I like a lot of Bailey, but not 3,000 <laughs> of them. Um, I, I don't know what to make of this. I would expect Bianca Belair to win. Probably clean. Yeah. Um, Bailey takes losses all the time now, and that's really good of her, but... What it's done, it's and we see this sometimes. Like wins and the benefit of wins and losses mattering more more often than not is that you really can start to see who the winners and the losers are. But when you see who the winners and the losers are, sometimes some people show themselves to be losers in ways you didn't expect. I think AEW found that with Britt Baker, yeah, in twenty twenty three, and I think WWE have found it a little bit in Bailey. She is the leader of this group. Damage Katoral started. The makeup of Damage Katoral was that she had. Brought EO Sky from NXT and Dakota Kai from unemployment and had brought them in and was going to use her platform to elevate them. Somewhere along the way, that story got a bit lost mm. and a bit warped and it just looked like they would split and all that kind of stuff. Sky has won the title, so Bailey could argue that the, the project was a success. You know, like she could argue that I've done it, I've led my, uh, you know, apprentices to glory. Mm-hmm. But you kind of have to keep the master over sometimes. Yeah, I think if, if I'm a UFC guy, I'm channeling Charlotte Flair. I don't need you anymore. Quite right. <laughs> Quite right. Um, Kick her ass, make it disappear, and have the Bailey buddies return at the Rumble. Uh, yeah. Like, at any point, yeah, I'm bang into it. Could they do, like, could they do Bailey as a babyface versus EO Sky as a heel at WrestleMania for the belt? Dignity. Let's go! Well, he's my frigging mind if they do that. Now I've said it. Oh my god. It's me! It's me! You're one of the Bailey buddies. Your arms are flailing. We're like, how do. Like, Miller's working AEW shows, and I'm just. You do like. Guys, guys, I, uh, I've just got to. Um, and impact shows. What's that? It's out, it's out today, by the way. Oh, yeah. I've just got to... Uh, Turning point with Joe Hendry. Disappear off for a second. And everybody's like, where's Wilbon going? And we're just going, ah, oh, he does this on the frigging NXT podcast every week. He's uh, he's a terrible planner. He doesn't schedule his <laughs> tasks in. We're halfway through. And uh, all of a sudden, we look down, it's Bailey's entrance. And there's you. <laughs> Fling your arms in the air. <laughs> it's me. It's me. And then security tackle you. Like, you weren't supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you volunteered Bailey. But they, they looked initially and just thought... Everything's fine there. Wait a second. Health and safety checking the Bailey buddies. <laughs> and there's you just flailing your arms. <laughs> I'm just looking really shifty. <laughs> Seems fine. He's 
Waggy waving off, flaming inflatable tube, man's fine. I feel like this podcast is increasingly encouraging really dumb photoshops. Last week we had me as a hamster. Prior to that we had the blood. <laughs> prior to that we had the bloodline as Teletubbies, and I think this week it's uh, me and you as Bailey's wacky waving inflatable yeah. flaming tube, man. Like what? What are these nuts and the butthole going to talk <laughs> about this week? <laughs> the SmackDown preview occasionally with SmackDown conversations. Yeah, uh, catchphrase, catchphrase coming later. Stay tuned. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, Bianca Belair's fighting for the title tomorrow. She's <laughs> not getting beat off Bailey, is she? Like, no. Yeah. Hi. Match will be fine. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, I'll tell you what else is going to be fine. Top of the Pops 1995. Is that what it is tonight? Always, baby. Friday nights, two episodes. Back to back. Oh, I sure. oh, no, I didn't realize it was ninety-five. I mean, yeah, I oh, know. So they keep it chronological. So at the moment, BBC Four are doing this thing, which is uh, played bloody hell with my series link. Uh, DVR, as our friends, oh yeah, Stevo, Tivo. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. DVR Did in America. Call me out on uh, using uh, what was it? Tannoy. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that got me so. Big. That went in my head straight away, and I thought. A, too niche, and B, I don't want to derail Wilborn. I was so pleased when I saw that, because as soon as somebody find says... find a person's name whilst you talk As here. soon as somebody says Tannoy, that's all I can think about. It's not a brand name. It's a public address system. Aye. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Top of the Pops 1995 at the moment. The BBC have done something. They're playing bloody hell with my um, series link on Sky+. Plus. It's a DVR for our American listeners. That's PVR for our Canadian listeners. That's the radio for anybody that doesn't have a television. Um... <laughs> Where you set up a recording, and it should record Top of the Pops 1995 every week, all the time. Mm-hmm. I delete it, the next one's gone in. It's great. But BBC Four started doing two episodes of 95, then two episodes of, like, I think it's, like, 76. Whoa. And then two episodes of something like 87, which, by the way, I watched in the original run, so I don't need it again. And my Who's booking this? Tony Khan, pl- it's all over the bloody place. <laughs> my planner gets all six. I don't want all six. No. I've seen... And you've got to be careful what you, what you hit and delete on, presumably. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've seen the 87 ones. 
70 odd ones are just, it's not really my scene. No. I'm not a huge fan of 70s music, and I also don't like the occasional appearances of massive sex offenders. So, like, I just, I don't, it's just too much of a crocodile's mouth experience, mm. the 70s Top of the Pops ones. Get to the 95 and it's perfect, but yeah, uh, the accidental delete I've nearly done. Oh. It's uh, Screwball Scramble, goddammit. Simply Red Fairground. That was 95, I think. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm going for this. I'm just, what just is, a look. Where are we at? What was number one last week? Because uh, Celine Dion's Think Twice was number one for quite a while. That got replaced by uh, the Out Here Brothers, Wiggle Wiggle, which was the first bit of trivia about the Out Here Brothers, Wiggle Wiggle. That was the first tape I ever listened to that got passed around school with the parental advisory sticker on it. Because there was one that was yeah. on top of the pops, and the lyrics were very different when I took that home and played it on quiet volume because I didn't want to get in trouble. Where are we? Think twice. Uh, it was like it was till about March or April, and then there was a comic relief one that was number one. Back for good has been number one lately. I'd yeah. like to take that. So I don't know what's gonna. I don't know what's going to challenge. Roll with it. That's 95, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or the Oasis, like what most people consider like the banger era of Oasis songs. Even you'd like the the Oasis songs. I mean, fair play. I went to... um I went to Noel Gallagher's new uh, new restaurant the other day, actually. But he's got does a little offer. You know, every time you uh, order a bowl of soup, you get a roll with it. I think I've used that one before. Still love it. Anyway, um, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. You have a... uh, Struck this joke on the spot. Um, you ever overeaten too much food when not Liam Gallagher has a gathering at where he lives? No. Yes. No. no. Yeah, yeah, yes, you have. Yes, I have. Because you always get blobby at Noel's house party. Did it? <laughs> Mr. Blobby's going. It's not even the catchphrase. That's coming later. Stay tuned. <laughs> Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory tonight as well. Oh, Christ. He punched both of them last week. It's great build. Yeah, uh, the double punch was all-timer stuff. He's beating Austin Theory, isn't he? Yeah. Like Austin Theory. Are we? I he don't beats like... Austin Theory this week. He beats Grayson Waller next week, and then they do a handicap match, and they're arseholes. Yeah. It's and really easy booking. And I think, like, he has to find a And uh, Pavarage is cooking. <laughs> Rhymes. Cooking and booking. Yeah. Uh, it's not a great Simpsons joke the other day. You don't get that meant very often, do you? What? I know. It was, uh, it was like... I'm going to butcher it slightly, but it was something like, like it was a fishing tackle shop or pet shop or something. And it said, uh, Cheeds Seed and Feed, right? Mm-hmm. And then it said underneath, formerly Chucks. Oh, that's, that's very funny. You yeah. made me think of swearing on The Simpsons. Very funny. Uh, yeah, Kevin Owens beats Austin Theory easily. He beats Grayson Waller, as you say. Gets his ass kicked in a handicap match despite hitting the double punch, which just kind of gradually builds up the lore of, like, John Cena's I iron fist. Do the double punch in this match. Have Grayson Waller jump on the apron. Austin Theory's struggling against the ropes. Yes. Hits him again. Yes, great. Um, aye, the- Theory loses. And it's... I don't rate Austin Theory at all. I do. But he's at least in the position he should be in, I think. Yeah. Like, he's comedy yeah, loser. Awesome tag team, A-10, a- Dan Ander. Not just because of the punny name. No. no. Uh, aye. And if you like puns and a bit of wordplay, stick around. Stick around. Uh, speaking of awesome tag teams, though, mm-hmm. pretty deadly. ESB! ESB! Are in a Donnybrook rules match against the Brawling Brutes tonight. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Pop quiz hot shot. Do you remember the last Donnybrook? Because it was goaded. I was trying to remember what happened. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was. Uh, 
Extreme Rules 2022. Yeah. Uh, the game had only had a couple of months on the jab, and it was uh, Broad and Brutes versus Imperium. And it absolutely... Oh, my God. Owned. It was a six-man. It was like post-Intercontinental title with Sheamus and Gunther. And they just whooped each other's asses all over the building. It was electric. I don't know if they can live up to that standard, if I'm honest. But uh should be a lot of fun. I expect it to be... Um, right, so it's got both, isn't it? So beer pumps and spar equipment. At yes. At ring, a hot tub full of lager. <laughs> Put two gimmicks together. That's great. <laughs> well, I'm thinking because it's tape. Hot towels, but they're bar towels. Yeah. So, like, the hot towels on the Pretty Deadly's back, but they say John Smith's. Oh. Oh, my God. What if, because if, it's taped, you take the beginning of this match before last week's SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. And they brawl, ironically. Out there, yep. and they go into the back, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh God, we'll have to revisit that later on, guys," because they've brawled backstage into Pretty Deadly's spa area, yep, or separate spa area because you've got got one with like, yeah, foot wells or whatever they're called, yeah, yeah. out there, foot baths. There's little fish that oh, eat the dead skin. I remember that thing. That was yeah, a weird, weird. Period, yeah. Do you want to do that? No, you're right. Thanks. That sounds yeah odd. And people are like, <laughs> our favourite when they were like, um, don't go to that, pl- that place because they use the wrong fish. They're oh, using, yeah. They're using like piranhas or something. Like fish panic. Don't, so, don't, don't trust big fish. Brawl back. And uh, the brawling brutes beat up pretty deadly and uh, hoi him in one of them hair things. Yep. Oh, yeah. And they yeah, come out with ridiculously big hair. That's good stuff. That's good gear. I like that. Yeah. They'll win. Obviously, always book pretty deadly to win. Do you know what we haven't done this week? I'm going to get serious for a second if that's all oh. right. Um, what we haven't done this week, and I think we have all felt it, RIP Matthew Perry. Yeah. Big loss. Uh, friends are part of most people's lives. Even if you don't love it, it became omnipresent. It was awesome. I had friends were goaded. I think it took needless criticism because it wasn't as cool as some other shows, but friends were super double goaded. I think in a nice tribute to Matthew Perry and indeed a legendary scene from Friends, us Brits uh, learned about uh, what Americans thought of some of our traditional beers and Pretty Deadly should be made to get like apple, you know, the apple bobbin yes. where you push the heads down in a big bath of barding twans. Because <laughs> the cast of Friends bloody loved barding twans. Yeah. And if you come to England, like this is a shout out to that, Piece of garbage, Matt Rain specifically. He does have great taste in beers. Um, When he set up his Legends Lounge of a Friday night, um, he would look at you with a pint of Barding Twans and he would empty it out and glass you for even suggesting it because the beers that that freak puts on the internet is like, uh, just a quiet one for me tonight, 18%. (laughs) Yeah. Freaking psychopath, Matt. But the pint picks look lovely. Like, get well seen to Mrs. Rain's, by the way. But um, your pint picks look fantastic. Uh, but the fact that you drink it is appalling. <laughs> like it's, uh, but barring twans might as well be called tap water. Yeah, it's piss poor. So have pretty deadly. Yeah, uh, pretty deadly. Got to win though. Yeah, they got to go over. Like I like the brawling brutes, but we've said this before. Like they have quite good gatekeepers for if you should start caring about heels. Mm. Like and there's no shame in that at all. But like Ridgemore and and Butch are kind of there to be beat in the roles they're yes. at the moment. That's all right. At least until, you know, Seamus comes back to sort them out, lads. Yeah. Um, Flash your bloody heads together. Mm, I think, yeah, Pretty Deadly should be tag team champions within the next six months, maybe dropping it to the Creed Brothers. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Jay Fraser, by the way, was the one I forgot to mention earlier about the uh, Tannoy thing. Thank you, you Jay. Um, what else have we got on this show? 
Oh, right. I'm going to do this. If, I don't know if this is an impromptu match that uh, we're not supposed to know about. Okay, so I'm looking at the clock. I'm going to put a two-minute limit on us talking about this, okay? All right. So if you don't want to hear it, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a warning now. Just skip ahead two minutes, and we'll come and talk about Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio. Okay? Apparently tonight, (laughs) it's Charlotte Flair and Shotzi versus the Tag Champs. What? Now, but, hang on, that, wait a second. Wait a minute. I know we've been at two minutes, but I don't really want to talk about the perspective quality of the match. The, as in, uh, Pipe Niven and Chelsea Green. Yes. Who would have come out with the belts, presumably. Yes. Thus spoiling the Halloween Havoc night too much before it even happened. Ooh, maybe they didn't come out with the belts. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, or maybe they just shot something backstage to set. Oh, no, they still have to do the match, yeah. Um, They'll probably win. It's uh, Charlotte Blair. Shotzi pinned Chelsea last week, of course. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably win, I think. To set up a... T- why, my question <laughs> is, why is Charlotte Shotzi tagging? Maybe this is one of them things, right, where like we're pretty harsh. I know Chelsea Green's just being an arsehole to any uh, authority figure. Yeah, we're pretty harsh on Charlotte. Can you give me like a five-second yeah, yeah. counter? We're pretty got, harsh. Uh, about a minute left. Right, we're pretty harsh on Charlotte Flair on this podcast, but it's often because this podcast reviews television wrestling and she's mostly terrible at it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if it's just... A earnest attempt to give some of the rub ski to some of the other wrestlers on the show. Yeah. Like Chelsea Green and Pipe and Evan have had a really great run of it. I'm really enjoying them. I don't want those belts going anywhere. Like, it's great that the accuse is a storyline, and I fully expect that to be played up to tonight after Halloween Havoc. Yeah, maybe that's what factors in. And like, maybe this folds Charlotte Flair into the accused arena. Um, but I, like, maybe this is just an actual attempt to be like, right, I know I'm a star. Let's see if we can get some people over. Mm. In, like I think that about Becky Lynch all the time. I do not think that about Charlotte Flair. <laughs> what if she just provides loads of evidence over the next couple of months that that's what she's trying to do? And I'm and I'm all for that. You know, mm. like again, I feel like lately the division has opened up a little bit on SmackDown, fully in favor of that because it's overdue. So Charlotte Flair had a title shot and lost. Surely a champion should be that now. And again, at the risk of not spoiling for the people that have just hit skip, 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 and they've come in at the two-minute mark, exactly as you Pretty said. Pretty much, yeah. Like, ultimately, I think it's great that Stone Cold Steve Austin came back. <laughs> like, <laughs> you bastard. Oh, God, did I miss the... T- anyway, well, I'm not saying any more on that. Then. I forgot to mention, by the way, not about this, don't worry, I'm not... Uh, we've talked about that. You've given your thoughts. Um, you're talking about delicious beers. You know who else does delicious beers? Mosaic that? Tap. Oh. Uh, I looked at a camera there. They're not on. They're not on. Mosaic Tap, right? I would get myself down to Mosaic Tap. If I lived in the Northeast, I would get myself down to Mosaic Tap all the time. I do, in fact, yeah. sometimes. Um, but if I was... Sort oh, this time last week was so goated. We in the Mosaic Tap. Um, there, and then I went and watched Joe Hendry and Simon Miller at the Impact Turning, turning Point show, and then... Uh, I got to watch Will Ospreay and Eddie Edwards. Speaking of spoilers, I've somehow managed to avoid spoilers for that show, and I can't wait to watch uh, the Miller Hendry. Miller Hendry is sensational. Can't wait. They're on. They know they're on a show with Will Ospreay working it. Yeah. So there's a. You got to work out what what are we doing here? Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. And also loads of love for uh, EY Eric Young. Great first name. Yeah, yeah. TNA original. Yeah. So yeah, Mosaic Tap. I uh, Will Bourne. I was thinking to myself on uh, November twentieth. By the way. Uh, my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary to my wife for November the 20th. Uh, 13 years. <laughs> Lucky for some. <laughs> Not her. <laughs> uh, but um, it's, I believe the Mosaic Tap, I think, is closed on Mondays. Everyone needs a rest, right? Mm. I was thinking I might go to the Mosaic Tap, possibly for a, a nice Sunday pint on November the 19th. 
was also thinking, oh, hump day, midweek, Wednesday, mm. November 22nd. I want to treat myself to a nice pint at uh, the Mosaic Tap. Now, November 21st, uh-huh. I love the Mosaic Tap, but I love it because it's like quite an intimate setting. And you can't always guarantee yourself a table or a seat or anything like that because it's always so packed full of people sampling all the great beers. But I was wondering, I don't know if you fancied a pint on the 21st. Aye, sounds good. Yeah, should we see if Sidgwick fancies it? Mm-hmm. Should we get ourselves along? So let's just shout out to the listeners. Oh, no, wait, you can't because the whole building's f***ing sold out. <laughs> Don't turn up on November 21st for a quiet pint in the Mosaic Tap. A, because it'll be really loud, because Wilborn will have a microphone in front of him. But B, because you kind of get in the frigging building. Your name's not down, you're not coming in. To quote the late, great Gorilla Monsoon, they are hanging from the rafters of the Mosaic Tap. Uh, so you may ask yourself why we're plugging this. It's because we actually like the beers. Yeah. <laughs> like at this point, there's no reason and to And there's a, the blokes we run it are lovely. Yeah, and uh, we can now confirm that a version of it, something along the lines, will appear on your audio and visual f- video feeds eventually. Yes. We don't. And if, you know, you're gutted that you missed out or you're thinking, well, I'm probably an American, me. Mm. Hey, who says that's the last live show we're going to do? Oh, my God. What are you winking at? Stick around. Oh, right, yeah. Thank you. Cash rate's coming. Is it time yet? Or? Uh, how long have we got left on the podcast? Got one last thing to preview. Stick around. Um, at Crown Jewel, the United States Championship is on the line against, uh, it's Rey Mysterio against Logan Paul with all the LWO, Santos Escobar, Carlito shenanigans going on in the background. Tonight there's a weigh-in. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Well, uh, name me a wrestling weigh-in, hypothetically with a figure that's been extremely divisive in the conversation this week. <laughs> That has ever gone wrong, because I can't think of one. I can't summon one to mind. Can you? No. No. It won't be that. No. And uh, the benefit of this being on a tape show is that it can't be that. Uh, I do like the stupid scales that get used to weigh-ins. I think a tale of the tape is, like, funny in wrestling because you can have you can have fun with it because they don't need... point of a tale of the tape, the point of a weigh-in is to check by sporting commissions that people have followed the letter of the law for the fight they're about to have. This is pro wrestling. There are no letters of the law. Do you remember that time on, I think it was on SmackDown actually, where they were measuring the difference between Big Show's KO punch and the Brogue kick and it was like power per square meter or whatever yeah, it was. it's really Aww. funny. Oh my God. Like, you got all that in the tail of the tape where it's like, da-da, height, weight, da-da-da-da. Like, subject. Robot fist? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, it's just, ability to do 619, Double yes, <laughs> probably. Crypto scammer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I would quite like In this. In his prime. <laughs> oh, very good. I would quite like this if they can. They should assemble for Logan Paul. Like, you're going to have the LWO with Ray, right? So they should assemble with Logan Paul. Just get, like, the local wrestlers in. Maybe one familiar face to those that know Logan. If one of his one of his impulsive mates has come along, I don't know. But every way in I ever watch now, it's normally because of you. Something's booted off. Mm-hmm. Something has occurred. I saw that one where, like, they were behind that screen, like, wanting to punch the perspex oh, yeah. as if somebody had just pressed a button and unfrosted it. Like <laughs> That's KSI Tommy Fury. Yeah, like... That is preposterous. And if I was a boxing purist, I would be raging at what the sport had become. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm a wrestling purist, and it should look like that. So <laughs> yeah. great, right? So something that looks as dumb as that, and then in the heat of it, you get the kickoff, you get the sort of, you know, whatever, the, t- the traditional, like, they you get, they get weird, everything's fine. You've got, uh, who's funny from the broadcast team standing in the middle of it? Booker T to be like, right, they're all weird, they're all good, it's all great. I'd get weighed. Is Wade on SmackDown now? No, of course. Wade in. 
Ah. Wade in. That's not even the catchphrase. Stay tuned. Uh, Wade in. And then it's like, right, you need to shake hands. That's it. And they pull each other close. You get the boot off. Um, It's all kicking off. A few of these random bodies are flying. The LWO are kicking ass and everything's good. And then Logan swings. Please do what you're about to think you're going to do. The right hand. We all see it coming. Ray's like, whoa! Like, dives out the way. And he clocks Santa Escobar. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're f***ing. <laughs> I was about to say the exact same thing. The exact same thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as much as Wacking Wild and Cruise Toro have proven how sen bloody sensational they are at selling, Santos is the one who's got to eat the punch tonight. Yeah. He's got to suffer that. Selling the jaw, coming into um, Crown Jewel. He's there for Ray, but ow, that kind of stuff. Like That was, that was yesterday, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we love the story. We're kind of shameless about it. Yeah. Um, only other thing I would suggest is... Mm-hmm. Um, Bit of banter. Uh, they step on the scales. I don't really... I assume there isn't a weight limit. I would guess not. There better not be. But I think they should do a gimmick where they go, oh, um, the Saudi Sports Authority insists you have to be within X amount of weight of each other because I sense that probably Logan Paul's carrying more weight size-wise than Reigns. Yeah, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. Sorry, Logan, you're um, you're just over. And he's like, oh, bloody hell, wait a second. And he has pockets full of prime. Yeah, that's a good bit. I like that. Also, didn't someone hoy a bottle of Prime when he was fighting Dylan Dennis? Or was it his microphone, wasn't it? I don't it? know. Throw bounced it on someone's head. It's a, oh, yeah. Oh, that, what a shot that was. I don't encourage that. Don't throw things at athletes, but it was a good shot. Yeah. It was a good shot. Um, are we good? That's everything. Is that SmackDown all covered? So let us know. Well, it's SmackDown, so there'll be all this and more. Oh, my God. Hang on. Uh... We do always record this in front of a live studio audience. Just do that again. There'll be, it's SmackDown, so there'll be all this and more. <laughs> Same catchphrase again this time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Say it with me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on X uh, at What Culture WW. Actually, you can follow both of us. You follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. As uh, Hamflet mentioned, our Crown Jewel preview is available right now. Uh, Going to preview Collision. Got Wrestle Culture coming your way later on today. And we won't be back on Monday to review SmackDown because we'll be reviewing Crown Jewel instead, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, but for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamflet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 